I'm now now I'm a little bit scared about your. No, look, it's on me. But I just want to say, I used to live next door to Afghanistan. Like, I feel like I know a little bit about it. I was gonna say, like, well, yeah, but how far away were you? Because we were trying to figure this out. Were you? say the distance from sydney to coffs harbour from kabul or was it sydney to canberra mm. or was it gosford i don't know uh, like when i was in pakistan i was like well this may as well be fucking kabul uh maybe like maybe maybe cans but do you remember that you jordan actually i want to start the pod with you because uh, like the afghanistan because you went to swat valley and mm. swat valley was swat. Swat Valley. Well, it's I'm Swat, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It, the valley was controlled by was controlled by the Taliban for about two to three years, and we asked a lot of people over there, "What were your opinions of the Taliban?" Do you remember? Do you remember anything about it? They liked them. Yeah. Right? I, yes, that's what I remember. I remember going out and thinking, "Ah, who'd have guessed?" There is another side to the story other than uh, what George Bush wanted us to see. And what and that's where it begins, because one thing that I want people to realize is that the Taliban, however, whatever they are, enjoy popular support. And there's a reason why they enjoy popular support, even though they're uh, vicious um, in, in some ways. Even so, in Kabul? Not 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 necessarily in Kabul, but like parts of so Taliban is not a out and out. It's not the same thing as um, Al Qaeda. So the Taliban is an Islamist movement, not a jihadist movement. So the difference between an Islamist movement and jihadist movement is that a jihadist thinks that the whole world should come under the realm of Islam, which was the Al-Qaeda philosophy of things. An Islamist thinks that his country or his jurisdiction should be governed by Islamic principles. Mm. But the difference over here becomes one of them wants their country to be Islamist. The other other kind wants the entire world to be Islamist. Mm. And that's actually the bigger problem. But Taliban, which one wants what? So, but the jihadist wants the entire. The jihadist want the entire world to be Islam, yeah. Islamic, uh-huh. like Al Qaeda is, or even yeah. ISIS was. It's yeah. a transnational movement. It's yeah. It doesn't care about borders. It thinks the entire world belongs to God or whatever. Holy like the shit! Harry- in Crusade days, mm-hmm. pretty much all the kings of the Arabic world were jihadists. Yeah, because uh, but but yeah. they weren't necessarily jihadists. Your because, heaven means love. Because that was the time. What? Of- What's my heaven? Just thinking about a universe where the leaders of the world were all just those cunts in caves, being like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's uh, that's my heaven." <laughs> <laughs> but so Taliban is essentially a Pashtun nationalist movement. Yeah. Pashtun are a group, an ethnic group, which are in... Um, Wear funny hats. Which are majority... Well, everyone wears funny hats. They're, which major, majority of them live in Afghanistan and a, huge, uh, and a huge population of them also live in Pakistan. And they comprise... Yeah. There hasn't been a census in Afghanistan for ages, so we don't know the exact population figures, 
but most people still are say that Pashtuns are the majority, but the majority is around 50% or so. So it's not very high. So now the Taliban came into power or gained popular support for essentially two reasons. One was in the aftermath when the Russians left Afghanistan, there was a civil war and warlords were fighting against each other to control power. The Taliban were essentially Taliban, the word Taliban means student, and they went to madrasas in Pakistan and were indoctrinated by a uh, a, a very Islamic uh, education, which was funded by the Saudi Arabia. And they came back to Afghanistan to firstly establish peace, as in the way that they, that they said that they would de arm all the militias and take control of the country, which was an extremely popular uh, opinion like it was a policy that everyone wanted because in an era where everyone's fighting each other stability is something that you really want and they managed to establish that the yeah. other thing that they did which is something that is never talked about is that they were able to gain that popular support by actually uh, gathering the peasants to revolt against landlords and landowners which mm. is why, Jordan, if you remember when we went to Swat Valley, mm. every rich person we asked how the Taliban were hated them. Every yeah. poor person we asked said that they were actually kind of cool. Not even actually kind of cool. They liked them, right? Yeah, they liked them. Well, particularly so the ones that we saying spoke. you're pro-Taliban? No, what I'm that? saying is, so in, in the current situation, in the current mm. situation, the Taliban... And sorry, so I, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm not pro-Taliban per se, because you're not pro anything, but the Taliban gave refuge to Al-Qaeda, which was a problem for us. The, all, the whole reason why we went into Afghanistan was because uh, Al-Qaeda had launched terrorist attacks on mainland Western countries, like in 9-11, the, the most notable one, and they were being given refuge by the Taliban in Afghanistan. That was the precursor of why we went there. What is also never spoken about is the reason why the Taliban were supporting the Al-Qaeda was because their, their economy centered around dollars coming from these rich organizations that were basically oil dollars that were being funneled into Afghanistan. And the reason why they only could depend on that was because the entire world had refused to recognize them and engage with them in any economic, um, they basically had no choice. They were cornered into getting some kind of financial support. And the only people that were available were these oil rich jihadists like Osama bin Laden that were giving them money, essentially giving them rent for the refuge. That's part of the reason why it happened in the first place. Now, in today's scenario, when Kabul is being taken over by, uh, uh, by the Taliban and Joe Biden is complaining why the Afghan military didn't put up a fight, what he's essentially saying is why there wasn't violence. I am, ex I, okay, this is cancel worthy or whatever, but I am happy the way this has happened. Look, we didn't expect it to be such a fast um, takeover, but anyone that knows anything about Afghanistan always knew that the Taliban are much stronger than the Afghan uh, government and the right. Afghan military, which were being propped by the U.S. Right. So it was only a matter of time. I've done a Holdsworthy Live video on this. 
arguing exactly this would happen. And then it's only a matter of time when the Taliban would come and take over again once the U.S. leaves. And they just did it at rapid speed. The way they were able to do it at rapid speed was because all of those warlords that were supposed to put up a fight under the command of Biden realized the Amer- America's, are, America's fucking off. Like, we have no option. Either we fight with these guys, and then what? Like, they just, they they cut a deal. They seek amnesty. They laid down their weapons, and they go, they, they received promise from the Taliban that they were going to have some part to play in the new government. I think, in the current circumstances, it is probably the best way to avoid another civil war. And if there is anything that country needs, is stability. So what about all those people that were trying to flee that aren't very happy? So again, so the, the so there are issues, there are serious issues when it comes to women's rights, which I will get into. But the people that were fleeing, okay, we do, this is happening so quickly, we don't know exactly what's happening on the ground. But at this point, the information that we have is that people are trying to flee because they are preempting what the Taliban might do, including killing people that were part of the old Afghan regime and sympathizers and particularly ethnic groups that aren't Pashtun and Sunni. Those people are scared of what the Taliban might do and they are trying to flee, which is understandable because the Taliban have a precedent of being Uh, brutal towards other ethnic groups and including Shia Muslims. So it makes sense how the average person is scared because they don't trust the Taliban. I don't, Mm. I'm not, I'm not like, I I understand why that's happening. But from at this point, all the information that we have gotten from the leadership of the Taliban has not been the same Taliban that took over in the 1990s. So they are saying that they are going to form a government which has representation of other ethnic groups, including their old enemies. They're saying that at the moment. Remains to be seen exactly how this would be done. There are complications. However, this is a good start. This is a good... Why do they give a fuck, though? Because they know... The Taliban... The other thing that people need to realize is that the Taliban aren't stupid. They know that their economic policy of giving refuge to Saudi al-Qaeda rich people backfired to the point where they've been out of power and they were... Uh, and the U.S. forces came on the ground. So the Taliban know that the one thing that will screw them the most at this point is another big attack on in cities like London, New York, um, uh, Sydney. And what they also realize is that they're, the countries surrounding them, countries like Russia, China, Iran, Pakistan, if any terrorist attack happens in these countries from Afghan soil, that could also go badly. Because the Taliban are much stronger than their Afghan uh, counterparts, but their army cannot compete with these big armies. They cannot compete with uh, armies of Iran, Pakistan, Russia, or China. Certainly not China. Or any of these countries for that matter. So there is, my assessment is that they realize that exporting terror from Afghan soil is something that could actually damage them the most. So they will try to avoid that as much as they can, unless we isolate them further when they're left with no options. The other thing, which is extremely encouraging, is that at this point they have said, and this is coming from the spokesperson of Taliban who gave an interview on the BBC, when it comes to women's rights, they said that women 
would be allowed to go to school. There's a, there's a confusion about if they'll be allowed to go to university or just year 12. And they will be, they will be required to wear a hijab. The BBC interviewer pressed on the spokesman and said, when you say hijab, do you mean the burqa, the full face veil? And the Taliban spokesperson said, I am telling you the policy. There are other ways of doing the hijab, including the one that you mentioned about covering your head exclusively. This well, is coming, means. meaning that they don't want to say it properly, but they're saying that, that their policy kind of for women's, uh, uh, women's rights is that they will be required to wear a hijab, uh, a head covering, but not a face covering. Now, right. there yeah. are, then there are reports coming from the ground of areas that are further away from Kabul that were taken over by the Taliban a week, weeks ago, where there are stories of uh, anecdotal at this point, but we can look at them as well, that um, s- women are being uh, asked to marry Taliban fighters and women are being stopped from going to school. This was again presented to the spokesperson and the leadership of the Taliban that are in contact. And they said that that is not a policy of the Taliban. If it is happening somewhere, we will ensure and and rectify it. Meaning that if it's happening in places, it's not a centralized command change where these orders are coming, which is again, a developing, a good, something that is positive in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Again, remains to be seen how things work out. But at this point, uh, asked to marry someone like uh, I mean, they are being asked to marry, but it's essentially forced asked, marriage or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> Should we honeymoon in Italy or Spain? Well, Ali, you're on. I mean, Miss, you're on the ground in Kabul. What's it like there? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, they've they've been very good to me. They've given me uh, dates and um, myrrh. You know, you know what myrrh is? Yeah, I'm aware of that. That's really promising to hear as well. This is another great sign. Yeah, I've been given dates and myrrh. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> obviously been forced to wear some kind of Pashtuni hat. Yes, that's right. Some sort of ethnic uh, hat here. Um, right, right. Did... Well, that's a promising sign as well that they're allowing American propaganda into <laughs> Uh, you know, I do piss and shit in a bucket here, which is getting pretty full. But I mean, but, like, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's by your choice because you can't afford to the toilet. But yeah. <laughs> that's by my choice. That, 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 you know, that, that's that hasn't changed from Sydney days. Uh, you know, uh, but I do. Uh, Look, yeah. the, there are. I want to. I want to talk about a couple of more things. The the other thing here's yeah. another positive aspect towards it, which I would encourage people to explore. Taliban has clearly proved that they're the most powerful organization in Afghanistan right now. If they are able to take control of the country, they could actually provide stability to Afghanistan, because if all of the other warlords who have laid down their weapons and claimed amnesty agree to this and the Taliban remain strong enough to put them in line if they mess around, then you have a country that actually has law and order for the first time in three decades. That is a very, that's a, that could be a very positive development. Now, now I suspect this is what's going to be the next topic that will trend news. 
which countries and under what conditions would recognize Taliban and the new Afghan state. And this is where some problems could occur. China has claimed that they are willing to engage with the Taliban leadership. The US right now is seeking assurances. Their short-term assurances would probably be to let them evacuate as many people as possible that they want to evacuate, but their long-term uh, demands would include making sure that there's no export of terrorism and that women's rights are protected. If the US plays by its old playbook where they keep extending the finishing line, this could go bad. But if the Taliban hopefully abides by some of their policies at the moment and agrees to some of the conditions, if the world is smart, they will recognize the Taliban and diplomatically put pressure on them to move towards a social and economic policy that is more consistent with the rest of the world. That's the only way you, what you should realize is that you cannot fight these people. You will eventually lose. All you can do is hold ground until you leave. And then they How will much, take over. Can I, have a, can I ask a question? How much uh, of the Middle East is controlled by the Taliban today? Like, I didn't know these cats were still around. Just <laughs> Afghanistan. So even during the American occupation, the, uh, uh, the Taliban controlled roughly 40%, virtually all of the countryside in the Pashtun areas and some big centers like Kandahar too. In, in some of the urban centers, they basically had a truce with the US where they weren't fighting each other as long as the status quo maintained. And so they've been around since- But they were in Pakistan. They weren't in Pakistan. So Pakistan and uh, Afghan border is actually quite porous or used to be more porous than it is now. And so they kept shuffling wherever it was. Right, right, Pakistan right, right. actually so just... allowed them safe, uh, allowed them, Pakistan army also essentially had a truce with the Taliban in certain areas. Uh, right, of... right. So, so predominantly just Afghanistan. Predominantly Afghanistan, yes. At and, this point, yes. And, now and, they have all of Afghanistan. And the right, Ali, that, what's happened to the president? The president, uh, look, there's there's a lot of uh, anger towards the president because the president essentially, when he saw that the Kabul is being circled, he chucked a skomo and went to uh, Uzbek um, to. Uh, he went to one of the tans, not Uzbek, Kyrgyzstan. Why? I think he went to Kyrgyzstan. Why are people angry at him for that? I get out of there. Well, you think it's going to be good news? They're going to surround him and say, "Yeah, president uh, for life." He should have done the Again, honorable look, he, thing. He he's, probably he's like, it's like the Titanic. You go down with the ship. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that couldn't get out, you know. And according to Russian reports, he left with like a helicopter full of cash. And according to the Russians. Oh. Uh, he had to leave some cash because it could not fit in the helicopter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but anyways, but what, the one good thing about it is because imagine a different scenario where uh, Ashraf Ghani, the president, does exactly what Biden and Scott Morrison and uh, Boris Johnson wanted him to do, which is to put up a fight to uh, keep Kabul outside the dominance of Taliban. That fight would have lasted weeks or maybe months if they were good enough. 
and Kabul would have eventually fell, but the casualties would have been in their thousands. That's what Biden says when he's when he's saying that uh, the Afghan government should have put up a fight. But like, what I'm curious is about. I'm curious about like. Surely the Taliban must have some support to be to be constantly have a majority of power there or to have even the numbers they have. So where right? their money is coming from? That's hey? a, that so where their money is coming from? That's a good question. Where is their money come from? So it comes a, a lot of it comes from the heroin trade. Afghanistan produces most of the heroin that gets sent to different or is exported smuggled to different countries yeah. and is used in various forms or it could just be used for straight up heroin That's but they uh, president's cash came from as well no the president's cash came from the federal reserve bank in the u.s because they funnel money right the cash was what the, do they want him to do why are they funding him exist well because the the u.s wanted him to maintain control of afghanistan and put up a fight against the taliban but what they should have realized maybe minimum 15 years ago that afghanistan is not nearly as the power isn't as solidified as they would like it to believe. So most of this money is funneled through corruption to different warlords, and most of the the biggest chunk is kept by uh, the president himself. It's an entirely corrupt country. Here's another thing about the Taliban: not as corrupt as the Afghan government was. That's not to say that they're better than the Afghan government, but I'm just saying this is something that also gives them popular support. But what is the what did the Afghan government do in its 15 years? Was it the same guy the whole time? No, there was another guy, Hamid Karzai, before him. And look, essentially, what they can't, they don't have any power. Their power was such that as soon as America left, the president had to bounce in a week because his capital was taken over. So you can imagine what constraints this this he's not a leader like um uh like the Taliban leadership is. Why other, did you build an army over the 15 years? Because there's a there's a very good documentary that was released in I think maybe 2014, 2015, uh, by Vice, which was called Um This Is What Winning Looks Like. And it shows yeah. what the Afghan military was capable of. Most of them were heroin addicts. They didn't they didn't yeah. they have no skills of how to actually fight. Their idea of fighting, it was basic things. Like the US military was trying to explain the only time you press the trigger on your gun is when you have a target to shoot at. These guys just went around pointing their guns at the sky and just shooting, thinking that it'll scare away people. Like they were just, they were nearly, they weren't nearly as organized as any military needs to be. And the fact that the US was just supporting them was. It, they just had a tap of money that they were so, exploiting. So the Taliban are shit fighters as well. They just know how to aim at a target. No, the Taliban aren't shit fighters. The Taliban are extremely battle hardened. They fought a 20 year guerrilla war with the US. And before that, they fought a civil war and took over all of Afghanistan. They are a well organized, centrally commanded military. They're not as equipped as any state military would be in their neighborhoods but the fighters themselves are skilled which is why they always take over the the hope 
that the president of Afghanistan and the U.S. had was not necessarily on the president himself or his leadership skill. It was based on warlords that are ethnically not Pashtuns, but are more Central Asian. And so they and they they have a history of fighting it out with the Taliban and actually winning. Uh, one of the, one of the most brutal warlords is an Uzbeki warlord called uh, Dostum, who massacred the Taliban in Mazar Sharif and developed a reputation of being one of those hard cunts that is able to defeat the Taliban. He, a growing and olding uh, aging man now, realized that the best way to avoid an ass whooping and have some say in future politics was to just side with the Taliban. So he basically made an agreement with them that him and his people get amnesty from any crimes and they won't fight the Taliban. Mm. They'll just seek a share in the new government. Which again, I think was smart on their part. So he's fighting it to do a deal. Damn, it's like Snake from Escape from LA. Mm. You know, uh, what's the, uh, no, fuck, I had a question about that. Poppies? The heroin stuff? I, I still don't understand what, it's pretty cool though. It does just sound like listening to a battle in ancient times. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. kind of does. It uh, is a- so uh, why this is my big question why didn't they just get a military that was good well why did they hire a bunch of junkies because uh, look it it takes social it takes certain social conditions to make a population educated enough disciplined enough to be able to form a good military taliban or the afghanistan post the civil war has only seen instability chaos these kids that they were banking on to be an organized military just weren't in that zone what you know what can happen from hopefully a consolidated afghanistan that they finally build their own society like we can't do anything about it these people that argue stay there forever like you are basically pausing their social development they need to have these discussions amongst themselves and form a stable way of governing for the foreseeable future. Like, there is no other way. Yeah, it seems like that's the only... It's not like the fucking US Middle Eastern policies have done anything positive. I'm, I, from what I understand, they... The US the... is very good at uh, winning uh, ground and defeating people in battlefields but they aren't and they can't be good at nation building. Mm, 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 mm. It's just not a thing that they're capable of. Like, I don't think anyone are, is. They're very strict cultural constraints and those culture has to, that culture has to evolve and it can only evolve from within. It can't be an external force mm. that can do it. Yeah, These guys are primitive. Like the Pashtun people are primitive people like a lot of these extreme punishments that they have like stoning people and stuff uh for like adultery you assume most of it comes from like a primitive interpretation of islam but it's actually consistent with their own uh customary law which they call uh the pashtun wali like these are practices that these guys didn't bring the taliban didn't bring these practices existed for millenniums 
What about like in the seventies though, where they could chicks would walk around in skirts and stuff in Kabul? I mean, like, in you know, Kabul again, people say that that like oh, in the seventies Afghanistan was very modern. Kabul, certain sections of affluent Kabul was modern. Right. Like if you as soon as you went slightly away from Kabul, you realize that this is still an an ultra conservative Islamic country, whether mm-hmm. it be the seventies, sixties, forties, fifties, whatever era you're talking about. Right. Is Kabul cool over the last 15 years? Well, it depends on what you say by cool. Yeah, what do you mean cool? I don't know. Were kids have yo-yos and stuff? Was it just a normal place? No, I mean, it's it's still a poor country. There were people in Kabul that were very rich and their kids had yo-yos, but there was a handful of people. Like, my dad went to Kabul because he had to, um, uh, he had like a, a, a World Bank thing over there. And he was telling me that Kabul gets cold, like minus negative 15, negative uh, 10. And there would just be swarms of street kids that were living in that extreme cold in Kabul. As soon as you left the enclave, the United States or UN controlled enclave, you very quickly realize that this is one of the poorest countries in the world. Is it poorer so than Pakistan is better off? Yeah, yeah, Pakistan is much like Pakistan is also a very poor country, but it is much richer than Afghanistan. Really? Whoa, I really don't want to visit Afghanistan then. Yes, you do. Holy hell. Man, if it makes Pakistan look like a first world country, that is insane poverty. And yeah. also, this is the other thing as well. At least in Karachi, it's hot. <laughs> well, certain areas in Afghanistan can also get hot. Warney12 just asked, how is it poor if it has oil? Again, one of the biggest misconceptions is that Afghanistan has oil. Yeah, Afghanistan no. has no oil. Nothing. Oh, Afga- Afghanistan has mineral riches, but there is no... The, the capital required to extract those riches is enormous which Afghans can't afford, only big Western companies can afford, and no Western company is going to invest that much money in a country that is constantly riddled with war. Do you know when those mineral resources can be extracted? When there's fucking stability. When there is long-term stability that investors or mining corporations in places like Australia, the US, can can safely believe that they're not going to lose all that money. You need an or a, a government which is powerful enough to control most of its territories, or at least the territories that are supposed to be mined. So Afghanistan is very poor. Um, it doesn't have any oil. It has mineral riches, which are buried deep in the ground, which will require intense capital, which they can't afford. Why did Biden withdraw? Because what was what else are you supposed to do? There was no end game. The other reason is, I think this is this comes into the global uh, uh, geopolitical moves, but the U.S. has realized that Middle East is not worth fighting for, and uh, it's actually Asia Pacific where they need to increase their influence. Would, so they just had like a strategic move of, of getting would, out of there. Really, do you think Trump would have withdrawn? Probably. Trump, the withdrawal was Trump's idea. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I supported it then, and I still support it now. Keeping. Again, I like you said, you can't force, you can't fucking. You can't tell other people how to 
think build their society it, it just and, doesn't work like yeah all you can do is diplomatically put pressure on them to move them towards um social beliefs that are more consistent with other countries that's all you can do and you can and and i would caution against achieving that through isolation because isolation leads to the territory being used for criminal activities because there's no other way to make money if there's so if you if you did a pew poll of, of afghanistanis now what percentage would support the taliban and what percentage would not support them former president trump spoke at a new Wait. Uh, I would say at this point, look, I don't know. These are these are calls, but I would say, I would say a majority of them would support Taliban. So, dude, I did not realize how big of a story this is for MSNBC to have a shot of anything other than Trump's face. <laughs> did you see uh, Ali? Did you see how like? All this, all those civilians raided a U.S. fucking bomber, and like they, I saw that. That was extremely distressing. But again, yeah. that's anarchic chaos. That is not. Also, what was? Why was it like eighty percent men though? That was weird. Um, I don't know, man. They, I think it's. I think a lot of them think that some look. There, there's, there's probably a whole host of people that are there for different reasons. Some yeah. of them might be people that are afraid that they're going to lose their life. Uh, like the Taliban is going to are going to kill them because um, they supported the Afghan government or they supported the U.S. forces. Some of them are over there because they think that maybe this is a way to get out of uh, out of Afghanistan. Like maybe the U.S. would be hey, willing and- to take us to uh, yeah. Stay. So like just just to just to just to clear up. Uh... The U.S. trained the Taliban in the '90s to fight Russia, correct? Um, partly. So, yes and no. Oh. Uh, in the '80s, the 80s. U.S. gave a lot of money for radical Islamist organizations in Afghanistan that were called the Mujahideen to fight against the Russians. Right. The Taliban were essentially a subsect of that Mujahideen movement of the civil war. So indirectly, yes. Right. And even the Taliban were supported via Pakistan. So the CIA and the ISI would cooperate to, um, uh, to, to basically, as soon as, although as soon as the Russians left Afghanistan, America turned its back on, uh, on all those Islamic groups. So the Taliban weren't funded by the Americans post their takeover in the 90s i guess what i'm asking is how yeah. oh, sorry go on what go the on sir fuck do they eat is it just food? what do you mean what do you mean they they like, in the mountains where do you get your food there's wheat dude there's wheat there's dolls like if, if you're a taliban like you're hiding out in the mountains right um, no, if you're the Taliban, you control 40% of the country, even when the U.S. was there. So you control mountains, you control plains, you control deserts. No, yeah, like I know that part, but like when they're fighting the guerrilla war, mm. oh, so even when they're fighting the guerrilla war, they controlled 40% of it. Uh, when they were in stages. So initially when the U.S. came, when Bush launched the attack, they had they didn't have any ground then because... The entire U.S. military was on ground kicking their ass and they were looking for Osama bin Laden. So they were literally hiding in caves at that point. But as soon as 
like I think post maybe 2005, 2006, um, they regained control. Then Obama came and he launched yeah. a major offensive again because his general said that the we can beat the Taliban if we get more forces. And they did that. So they went back into the caves. And then as soon as that military force started drawing down, they came back and controlled 40 to 45% of the territory. So when they're in the caves, how are they supplying themselves? Um, look, so that's where <laughs> a lot of it probably comes from smuggled uh, smuggled, uh, Space smuggled food food bars. stuff from Pakistan right. through the Afghan border, uh, <laughs> Afghan and Pak border. Ah, okay. So that's what's keeping them alive. Yeah. They have weight and shit too, bro. Did surely? They also Afghanistan is one of the one oh, major like for for considering its economy. It's one of its big exports is uh, dry fruits. Apparently, it's very fertile for um, dates. Like not dates, like cashews and oh, uh, figs. How and, did I get that wrong? What the one like Middle Eastern fruit I fucked up? And did like you guys go apricots stuff like you, that? Did you guys go to the uh, Pakistan has a fat coastline? Did you guys hit the beach in the old Pakistan? No, no we didn't go to the beach. to the mountains. Yeah, we spent most of what our the time hell, there. Ali? Why did you Why did you leave Pakistan for Australia? You got a mad coastline. Because when we reached Karachi, which is near the coastline, Jordan's friendly Jordy's account got hacked, and he was stressed the fuck. <laughs> he was stressing out. Oh shit! Oh, the, yeah, fair. We're gonna go. Yeah, it was that, but it was also just uh, had a lot of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and, Too much uh, student briani, huh? And the thing is, for Australians, the beaches that were uh, accessible for us were not nearly as good as beaches are. Like Australian beaches aren't the, yeah, best, the best in the world. They so the I best. didn't want to take Jordan to a place where it was like. Oh, this is a shitty beach. There are some yeah. good beaches in deep in Balochistan, but the the drive and the commute over there was too insane for us to handle in that limited time that we were there. If you go there, though, will you see some guy in a turban surfing? No. <laughs> so, wait, so, so you will not. So, so how much? <laughs> the big questions. How? So how? 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 Okay, here's a question. How responsible are the Americas for? the Americans historically for the Taliban sort of skill and power and everything, not, not hugely responsible or just somewhat responsible or, you know, how much like, can, 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 do you think, do you think America can leave with a not completely fucked conscience is what I'm asking. No, but I would like to add, neither can every other country that played a role. Like Afghanistan was just a, Again, check out my Holdsworthy live video on this. Afghanistan was just a ground for proxy wars. So all powers like the US, Iran, Russia, uh, Pakistan, uh, India, all of them played a very destructive role in Afghanistan. And you'd hope that they've learned their lessons. And, and I think they have. And they wouldn't play such a destructive role again. So no mm. one has a clear conscience over here. Uh, everyone, no, but including the U.S. and majorly the U.S. because it was the biggest player. But what I'm saying is, this is a stupid question. But if there was no international intervention ever, hypothetically, or you know, that's basically impossible. But whatever, let's say much, 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 much less. Would the Taliban be exactly the same now? Would they be just as in the same position? No, no, they wouldn't be because 
when the Taliban in the early 90s, when they took control of Afghanistan, the Islamic jihadist ideology was rampant. And it was, and it informed a lot of their political opinions. So they were extremely insane. Like they, they engaged in a very barbaric rule. They would tie adversaries to poles, stone them. They killed women because they suspected that they, I don't know, like went out with some so, guy. So what you're saying, it was worse. It would be worse. It was horrible. It was horrible. But what I'm saying is that post the invasion, they've realized that probably doing shit like that um, creates the environment where invasions are likely. So I think it's good and bad. I mean, it's bad in the sense that it did nothing to provide stability to the country, but it did good in the sense that maybe it helped Taliban reform some of its extreme social points of view. Shit. So you're saying, you're saying all the endless intervention was like a positive no on the whole i would say it's a negative right because i am of the firm belief and people always criticize me when i say shit like this because like you live in australia like you eat pork like how could you defend them it's like you eat pork yeah i do that's my view and i'm lucky enough that the majority of people in around me in the country that i live also agree that you should have a free society Mm. but in a country where possibly a majority of them don't believe that then mm. they should live the way they think it is even if it yeah. is if it's bad like the unint- the the consequence of that is that like enlightened women of afghanistan they might be small in numbers but they did it's it was hard like it was it was tough and it was bad mm. so like there's no there's no like heroes and villains here like it's just it's a, a shit yeah. situation and all our effort should be to try and achieve, in my opinion, stability. Because these these mm. social matters is something that they would have to deal with. And go on, go on, sorry. I also believe that a majority of Afghanistan, even though is ultra conservative, is not extremely conservative in the sense of stoning people or like that women without a face will, even if they go out, they need to be accompanied by a male escort like i don't think that's the general view but it's like trump you know how trump uh trump uh supporters used to be like look i'm not for the racism uh, all of that stuff's bad but i do like this blah 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 and for afghans they would be like look i don't i don't like the extreme women rhetoric that they have but you know what it does help when like some uh some criminal gangster tries to take over this small patch of land and i go to the government and they say i'm powerless and when i go to the taliban they resolve it for me that matters to me Mm. it's immediate justice because basically for any society to get stability is justice like is it just free for all is it anarchy or are people abiding by some kind of code now whatever that code may be so do you think that the people that want to leave should be given like amnesty or whatever, or like, you know, absolutely. Like, I think one thing that we can do is all of those enlightened women and any women that, that have legitimate concerns about their Mm. future or the, or the racial minorities or whatever, or the racial minorities and the Shias, Hazaras as well. Like every country in the world should try and give them visas or at least refugee uh, refuge as much as possible but i will i will i will 
say one thing about that as well. As much as I do believe that emotionally, but from I would like the in so what happened in, in when the first Afghan war happened, a lot right. of those refugees came to Pakistan, like in the millions, right? And most of them were just regular people trying mm-hmm. to avoid avoid violence, mm-hmm. but there was infiltration of the Taliban that were escaping wars in of in Afghanistan, which makes Shit. sense, like. If you're being attacked by the U.S. military and there's a whole bunch of people that are going as refugees and you think you're going to be killed by them, yeah, it's like it's there's an incentive for you to go amongst them now. But it should be said that like the vast majority of the refugees weren't that they were just yeah. straight up refugees, average people that just wanted to you know work, eat, and not be afraid of uh, violence. It's vetting. Vetting is an issue. That the greenies won't, uh, they don't give a fuck about, but it is something that you said, isn't it? And which is why, like, right now, I am against this policy, but Pakistan has essentially shut the borders. But in, really? these, in this decade, learning from the, the past experiences, they have actually fortified most of the borders Shit. and they're currently not letting in refugees, which is, which is mean, which is very, because it's That's, depriving yeah. so many people. But what if they just set up camp along the border? That'd be fine then, right? Yeah, but the border uh, area is actually controlled by the Taliban. The Taliban have controlled the entire country, man. Like, you have to give them that much. Like, they have covered all bases. All the borders, all the way up to Central Asia, it's a big country, and they have control of all of it. Oh, I thought that they had control of most of the provinces. No, they have. Now the Taliban control all of Afghanistan. Um, do you think that if you looked at, at Afghanistan 50 years in the future with its current government, it would look like Pakistan? Look, if all things go, if all things go the ideal way, then yes. But there's too many variables there, man. Like there's, you don't know what's going to happen next. Um, I suppose that the one nightmare immediate scenario is that the U.S. pressurizes the world community in inverted commas to recognize the Taliban after some of the conditions that they've laid out, the U.S. has laid out, have been met. And China and other powers go, no, actually, we trust the Taliban in this and they recognize them beforehand. And then there's a fight over Taliban amongst like in the geopolitical world, that's, that's actually a bad scenario that could increase stability because then you would just have um, people. Yeah. So that's not good. It is ideal that everyone, uh, all the entire world community stays together on this. And also it's important for the U S to know that you can't keep extending the finishing line. Like, you mm-hmm. you need to want them to recognize not always keep it as a bargaining tool that you can bring out you know what's interesting there's people on all sides there's <laughs> there's people going uh the u.s has abandoned afghanistan we do not support the taliban and there's people saying what you're saying being like it's the only way have occupying a country is not a way to solve it so it's just like this morality sort of shit fight where it's like you're evil no you're evil well you're on the wrong side you're on the 
This yeah, is here's my uh, retort to everybody in the comments. You don't know as much as Ali. Shut the hell up. And Ali. <laughs> look, I swear Afghanistan. Here's another book that I would recommend people that are actually interested in this. It is, I consider an authority on understanding the origins of the Taliban. It's called uh, the Taliban, um, the Battle of uh, Central Asian Oil. And it's written by uh, uh, Ahmed Rashid. And that is a, that will give you a perspective on what was happening in Afghanistan up until the 90s. So I would encourage anyone to read that book and post that. Once you have read that book, then everything will start making sense now. Do you still recommend Pakistan a hard land? That's a very good country, but that's that's got to do with understanding Pakistan, not Afghanistan. Yeah, but is it up there? It's up there. It's up there. They're both on the same. And level. also, just to give me an idea of Kabul, is there any McDonald's there? I think there is. I think there is. <laughs> What's with the food questions? Yeah, You're just really hungry. No, I'm sure there's like, because look, there's it's a lot not, of... I'm trying to ask if there's a KFC there. But yeah. <laughs> the elite of Afghanistan lives in Kabul. So to cater to those guys, um, there's McDonald's. And I think there's like a few other fast food chains as well. I got a question. Can you, all right, let's, let's just go through the classics. Water slide. I don't know. I haven't been to Kabul. Okay. Well, now I can't ask any more questions. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out what the place looks like. I've no, got a hand down, Miss Love. You've had enough of a turn. Oh, come on, I've got a good question. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Ali, when your dad went to Kabul, did he carpool? Uh he wasn't allowed to. Because he, he went there, uh he went there, um, he was sent there by a World Bank Commission project. And because they had like serious liability issues, he wasn't allowed to leave the enclave. Having said that, he did leave the enclave once or twice but he just went to like some of the shops roamed around right. and then he came back. So he didn't discover the city as they say. Would they know that he's from Pakistan or they just look at him and be like, ah, yes, another Pashtun. He, no, he probably, they probably would know he's from Pakistan. <laughs> really? Because of the accent. That was a missed opportunity. The accent, yeah. Or maybe Indian. Dude, that was a missed opportunity. Imagine you want to be able to say at least once in your life, you carpool to carpool. Except for that's it's Kabul. What okay, fine. Carpool to Kabul. Close they enough. used to do that during yeah, the hippie you know what it is close enough. You made a really good point, Miss Love. I'm sorry we all missed out on it. <laughs> uh look, boys. I shouldn't joke, it's serious shit, but good insights for real, dude. Like very good insights. Carpool I mean carpool to Kabul. I'll yeah, I'll, I'll give you this. It was a lot better than that one Sky News clip that I saw that just had that diggy 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 diggy. And let me guess, the slide, and then I just halfway through realized why am I watching this? Yeah, and I bet their take was just like pulling. Actually, what would Sky News's take be? They would just say uh, Taliban has invaded Kabul. The question is. Is Joe Biden of <laughs> recognize how serious this is? Dude, that's exactly their take. I've scanned through the media. Their point of view, they're, they're saying how Joe Biden 
is now fit to be is not fit to be the president oh. anymore because of this. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip down there. So what? So their thing is like Biden. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible, Ali. Looking at Sky News's views because they're just so transparent. They, they just so unapologetically change their mind that it almost becomes an ideology in itself that uh, you come to, I don't know, it's like say Trump pulled out yeah. of Kabul, right? Yeah. You can guarantee that they'd be saying, finally, justice in Afghanistan. We can start building a Afghanistan that works for the people. But because it was under, <laughs> because it was under Biden, it's exactly. just like this is a humanitarian crisis this, this has to end now. yeah absolutely and that is the case because the entire withdrawal plan was trump's plan biden just followed trump's plan wow so he does have dementia <laughs> didn't change I, think, look, anything I, at all. I did the yippee i yeah. don't even it's such a tough one but like ali you're making sense i mean i think you might be a little bit lenient on how like i don't i can't imagine the taliban having any sensible reforms i don't see it happening but you gotta give them a shot though but it's almost like there's no there's no what the fuck's the alternative you can't there is no alternative that's the thing it's just you're choosing between like the taliban isn't an ideal organization to be running any country like i am aware of that however if they were to be running any country, it should be Afghanistan because they are Afghanis and they understand that society will. Mm. It's actually like... Yeah, that's not- a mind meld, isn't it? It's just however much you think you know about Afghanistan, Ali knows more and the Taliban know more than Ali. I mean, <laughs> yes. That is crazy. Well, I don't know if dude. I know the most, but like, dude, I feel like a lot of people living in the Western world just... They like their opinions of Afghanistan are based on BBC reports. Yeah. Well, it's never steered us wrong in the past. <laughs> Dude, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll unleash a full off the top of my head conspiracy about uh, the Taliban right now. Uh, sorry, about Afghanistan right now. The Afghanistan borders China. China. Is gonna <clears throat> basically they'll 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 invade and they'll call it uh they'll call it Shang uh, Shanghai two phase two and then it'll become another Chinese state and that'll be the beginning of the infiltration of uh, the Middle East by China the second phase of the expansion that cannot happen they border China. Well, they border China. Eh? That cannot happen. They border China. The, the 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 Afghan people cannot be made a client state. And there is a history, a several hundred year history, where we have examples over and over again of big nations like the British Empire or the Russian Empire or the US Empire trying to take control of Afghanistan and always suffering military defeats. It's yeah, right. uh, one of the most 
uh, one of the most insane examples that echoes today is happened in 1848. It is one of, it's considered one of the biggest defeats of the British army where they sent a huge platoon of extremely well-equipped military to take over Afghanistan and all of them, all of them were killed. The right. civilians were taken hostage and were eventually released back to the British Empire. But it was one of the most crushing defeats for, mind you, an empire that controlled the entire world at the time. The Taliban can, I'm sorry, Afghanistan cannot be made a client state. Why won't you humor my fucking th- conspiracy? Because it's it's something that's being argued today. Close that's to the truth, that's why. <laughs> Jordan, are you on board? Come on. Shanghai 2. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. But pretty much just the uh, book Tomorrow When the War Began was actually secretly a blueprint for Afghanistan. They got the countries mixed up. Tomorrow When the Afghanistan Began. began. Yeah. Tomorrow When the Taliban Began. Ali, have you read that book with all your fancy knowledge, your fancy geopolitics? No, I have not. Fuck, exposed. Exposed. <laughs> exposed. And you call yourself an academic. I am not an academic. I just know a little too much about Afghanistan in particular. <laughs> yeah, and not enough I, about the great I, works of John Marsden. And I, there's a reason why I know so much about it. It's because I grew up during War on Terror and Afghanistan was on fire next door. And mm. Pakistan faced one of its worst insurgencies because of the Taliban, by the Taliban. So like our entire life was based on when I was when I wanted to leave to go to my friend's house, my mom would be like, don't go there because there's going to be a bomb blast by the Taliban. <laughs> was she right or was it just her freaking out? It was mostly her freaking out. But, but every now and then she was right. But every now and then she was right. It- well, you know, look, I think she had a right to be paranoid. Yeah, but... Most mums don't. But you wanted to play plays. Yeah, I, cut it. I, I do understand the struggle. Yeah, and I didn't give a shit, to be honest. I remember what one time... Died? That's so true about you. You'd be so indifferent to death. I remember we had we had organized a barbecue after the end of exams at my friend's house. And the day the barbecue was supposed to happen, the pri- the ex-prime minister of Pakistan, Benazir Bhutto, got assassinated and the entire country was on fire. You literally looked out of the window and people were just burning cars. And I still went to that fucking barbecue. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was hungry. I was like, fuck you guys. I just finished exams. I'm doing this shit. Oh, my God. It was just me and three other, the party was supposed to be for 15 to 20 people. It was me and three other people that had the balls to do it. Fuck. I mean, in a weird way, though, like, you did have an exciting uh, upbringing. Wasn't boring. Yeah. I'll say that. It just beats uh, watching a lot of Pokemon and playing cricket, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, we did that, too. Of course you did. Pokemon. But you even did Pokemon, did you? Yeah, we did Pokemon as well. Did you care about it a lot, or was there just like it's everyone's favorite kid show, shock puppet with turban on head? Man, I'm still salty <laughs> about my 
have you guys heard my distressing Pokemon story? No. I had a huge collection of Pokemon cards. Like it was good. You weren't allowed to bring your Pokemon cards to school. If they found them, they would get confiscated. And then you had to bring a letter signed by your parents to say that I promise that my kid will never bring Pokemon cards again. <laughs> so my fucking Pokemon cards got confiscated. And so I, just as I was about to leave for school the next day, I remember, oh shit, I need to get a letter from mom. And I told mom, hey mom, can you write a letter to say that I'm not going to bring my Pokemon cards again? And she was like, look, my English is shit. And also it's 7 a.m. I can't be fucked. Can you get your older brother to do it? <laughs> and my older brother, who was significantly, he was like, I, I would have been maybe like 11 years old or something. And he was like 18. He wrote a letter, but his writing sucks. And so I took that to my teach, uh, my headmistress and said, hey, uh, can I get my Pokemon cards back? And she said, this isn't, you wrote this. And I said, I promise I haven't written this. Then she took it to the principal. The principal asked me to get my school uh, notebooks to compare my handwriting to it. And they came to the conclusion that it was the same handwriting because my handwriting is shitty as well. <laughs> and I never got my Pokemon cards back. Oh, oh no. And I well, told how big was it? Because Well, you had servants, so I'm assuming you had a couple of Charizards. I had a couple of Charizards. I had... Yeah. Uh, I had all the Pikachus. I had what was the other one? The orange one that was kind of like Pikachu. Uh, Raichu. Raichu. I had Raichu. Yeah, but who gives a fuck about Raichu? No one. I you... had the. I had like the most insane Charizard card as well. Why was that insane? Because it was shiny. They're all shiny. It was shiny and it was rare. But they're all rare. No, they're not. Yeah, some of them Squirtle's not rare. No, no, no. Charizards are always rare. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Sure. Yeah. But there's different Charizards too, right? There's a dark Char... I, I've forgotten all of them, but like, they used to be like a dark Charizard and a light Charizard. I have both. But did you have actual Pokemon cards or was it all just Chinese writing? No, no, actually... Oh, actually, I think they were actual Pokemon cards. I don't... I think they were real. Ali, we had to struggle too. My Pokemon cards got banned in my primary school too. Damn. The yeah, so I did mine, and uh, one kid stole my fox thing, whatever it was called, in a game where I didn't understand the rules properly. He hustled me out of it, <laughs> and so I beat the shit out of him. Whoa. Like, most is like, at the end, just be like, you stole my bit. You oh stole my, my bit. I was ramming him into the ground. And then I just got the collar picked up of the, after you go, Scrappy, straight to the principal's office. Uh, uh, and I will take that proudly to the grave that it was me that got Pokemon cards banned. Fuck. And so that, you know, you never really know why Pokemon cards got banned at your school unless it was you, because there's no way you're ever going to say that stuff. It's like saying you're a homosexual in the 20s. You're not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna. I mean, now I'm just glad. Now I know. I finally know what it takes to set Geordie's off. You just got to fucking take his squirtle and be punch on eminent. But everyone would be pissed off, right? Like Ali's still devastated oh, yeah. about his. I don't no. think his love had any Pokemon cards. He probably had Digimon cards. I did have Pokemon <laughs> cards, but I had definitely had shit ones. I was even grifting then. I'm like, 
You want a sand shrew? Come on, come on, sand shrew. He borrows. Okay, look, I know what you mean by grifting because you used to do that at school. And that was what? always pathetic. I'll trade. You don't think <laughs> you've got the little barbecue shapes. I will trade you half of a Vegemite sandwich for those barbecue shapes. No. Oh, come on. That was your bargaining skills. It's worse than Tom Sawyer with the white wall. <laughs> I definitely did do that. I definitely did do that. Eat. What do you mean definitely? It was it was a daily event. But everyone did that, didn't they? No, no one was as stupid as you to think that someone was going to trade like half of your sandwich that had the worst spread anyway. It wasn't like it had Nutella or anything on it. Yeah. You're going to just trade that for a packet of chips, dude. <laughs> I was trying my I was trying my best, man. I was I was hustling. Was it a sardine sandwich? No, look, my dad, he, he knew I had my limits. <laughs> boys, so, boys. Yeah. Sorry, I've got to say this. I forgot to mention this. Uh, I think this might be the best text message I've ever read in my life. It's from my grandma. Shit. It's all in caps locks. And it came out of nowhere after a hard, long day of filming a video that uh, it took way longer than I expected to film. I go back, check my messages, and I received the following. Quote, all in caps locks. I am absolutely shocked and disgusted with your behavior on YouTube. You are playing with fire and will be punished by the court. What? When are you going to grow up and mature? Grow up, Jordan. You are not clever or funny, but are causing so much stress with that mouth of yours. Just shut up and grow up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your disgusted grandmother. What? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Dude, she's brutal. From your disgusted it's grandmother. Disgusted grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to it. Wait, I'll just be back. Sorry. Like getting one of those howler letters in Harry Potter. Dude, there's only one thing you can respond to that. K thanks, X. Yeah, okay, I was thinking of that. Uh, how do you respond to that? We should figure that out with Twitch because which I'm really at a loss for words here. I mean, I think we should, I think you have to go the funny route and go. K, thanks, babe. XO. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or good advice. Will do. And uh, then love, tomorrow, oh, no, they, shut they, the YouTube channel down. Someone said, love you too, Nano. Yeah, I was thinking of the classic. Love your support. Uh, incredible. Just respond, lol. Just say wrong number. Uh, <laughs> your grandma. Oh, wait, what about you. this? What about this as a response? Who? <laughs> Fuck, I missed that because of my Uber guy. Wait, sorry, dude. We're just discussing appropriate responses and just going, who? No, how about this? How about this? Respond with this. This is my suggestion. You're right. I can steer you towards a much more wholesome channel. Have you ever heard of Auntie Donna? <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck, dude. That is that was a brutal message. That is brutal. I mean, <sighs> the thing is, like, I'm not surprised. Oh, oh, what about this instead? Uh, yeah, you're right. I'll send you to a much more wholesome entertainer. Please, YouTube GG Allen. <laughs> <laughs> For all duty of care, please, YouTube, shit, E. Allen, if that fails, uh, who, who's the next most fucked person? I don't even know, but like, who's that guy that got banned from Twitch? Uh, Trump for saying the n word on a bus. Oh, uh, uh, fat cold ones that fat guy yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah what's his name yeah fat cunt but he's not please, really that yeah big. please see fat cunt <laughs> dude but the thing is your mom would watch uh your grandma would watch fat cunt just be like because yeah, like she you could learn a thing or two from humor from this man and <laughs> is she wrong hey are you okay jordan yeah uh, how do you feel are you okay how do you feel i I, oh, I, I don't think I've ever read anything funnier in my life. Like I was crying. I was crying. I'll try. I'll try and find the one she sent me when Clive Palmer sued me. Hey, John, John, John. Uh, all, all, all. Uh, I, please Google GG Allen. If that fails, Google Wesley Pipes. <laughs> I mean, you got to pay Augusta, though. <laughs> Wesley. <laughs> you got to get on the up late for that. I'm sitting there being like, Shay, now if you did this, I would be very proud of you. <laughs> Look at the size of his schlong. <laughs> now, that's, that, that, that's how big schlongs are in Tottenham, let me tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm very proud of you bringing ghetto to porn. <laughs> 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 Dude, you have to you have to pay the uh i mean look all i'll say is this i'm surprised she hasn't got the cautular blood she does have the court what what is not cautular about that oh i thought she was the scot i thought she was scottish no that other one i think she she, she watched that and she just was like hmm when she cricket on she's scottish she'd just be like give him hell jordy's give him one for me that's what she'd do right yeah i think you're right actually she was from the side of the family that used to door knock for the labor party well doesn't that make sense that she's sitting there yelling at me about how rude i am that this side used to door knock for the dlp hey wow. people want you to zoom your grandma on the pod oh What's that'd it? be you know what What's the that DLP? would be a bigger podcast than Friends <laughs> if I could. What's the, yeah, what's the DLP? Again? Huh? What's the DLP? Democratic Labour Party. So this is actually the Croatian. Oh, well, then that makes complete sense. Just, just, just tell her to have some bloody, you know, chivapi and some shrimp, and you know, should be okay. Mm. So I should just respond with that. Yo, Grandma, chill. Go eat some chivapi or whatever. <laughs> probably not no don't say probably that probably not that's the that's the message you'd expect uh, <laughs> Dude, see, can, this, is, this is what can you forward you wrote, me, this, you wrote this to the to the clive you, barber one 
Do you read can this you forward me that message? Can you please uh, forward me? When you have a chance, can you forward me that message? I need that. Well, I'm going to have to do it right now. Yeah. No, yeah. T- tell us, tell us the uh, Clive Palmer message as well. Here we go. Done. Well, Jordan, my greatest fears are now with me. Since you have become an online sensation, I felt that one day someone would be suing you or bash you up and smash your lovely teeth. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Dude, she's the comedian. I know. I know. Fuck. Go on. I feel so bad. Sorry, we should be laughing, but just like laughing at my grand. I mean, she's concerned for you, but it is really funny. <laughs> it's, I know, it's so sweet, but very sweet. So like she's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> go on, go on. Damn. I can't handle it. Is uh, George? Uh, maybe yeah. stop about your grandma. <laughs> you might regret it later. Okay, okay, just one more sentence. One more sentence. No, here. read the whole thing. She, she. No, come on. It's like we're not laughing at her. I mean, it's, it's fucking. It's, it's an intense thing. Come on. No, just this is the last sentence of them. Like it's a long paragraph thing. Okay. So I'll just read this last one and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on. But I have watched your twenty-six minute answer to Clive Palmer. And although I must say it was the best thing I've ever seen you do because you didn't use those weird voices of yours. By the way, Mr. Jordan, 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 before you go on, the Twitch, the Twitch stream is trending. Hashtag call Nan. Go on. (laughs) Dude, just after writing this, just after saying it's the best thing she's ever seen me do, the next sentence is I still feel that what you're doing is the lowest form of comedy and it sickens me. (laughs) Oh my God. I am pretty sure this is a message you're going to send your grandkids to, Jordan. You're basically your nan. Uh, Probably. But the thing is, look. Oh, my goodness. My would be sitting there going like, listen here, you little cocksucker. Why didn't you swear enough and uh, make fun of how they speak? (laughs) <laughs> Where is the decorum of your generation? I'm kind of feeling this hashtag call Nan. I mean, live on the pod would be incredible. I can't do it. Really? Look, reading out that is way too much. Way too much. I mean, like, <clears throat> this is the thing. It's It might be seen as a little bit uh, insensitive that we're laughing, but completely without even any contest. It's funny. It's just a funny way of saying it. It's so passionate, like all capitals. It's just so intense. Like, I don't agree with the sentiment, but you know, she obviously cares about you and is worried and everything, but man, that's- I don't know what triggered her now. Like this is news that is almost a year old. Do you know what it reminds (laughs) me? 
<laughs> you know it reminds me of. You know it reminds me a little bit of. Like it, it might be just a Croatian thing. When I was um, old oh, man. When I was when I was in Croatia, I had a shirt like this with a couple of holes in it. You know, like not big holes, just a couple of holes. My grandma refused to let me leave the house <laughs> until I changed. I tried to leave. I argued with her. I said, you don't understand. Like, did you miss grunge? That was big in like 1994. Did you miss Nirvana? Like, this is not unacceptable. This was, this was cool 30 years ago. It's like, no one's going to look at me and think I'm poor. I'm from Australia. I lost that argument. <laughs> yeah, I think she was right. She doesn't, make, she doesn't want you to look like a hobo on the streets of Croatia. I mean, yeah, I suppose I should have been in a pinstripe suit being like, I am getting damper. That's like a thing with every grandma, though. My grandma hated that as well. Yeah, like ripped jeans was not acceptable. Just and we really have to get to the bottom of this. Why do older generations despise rudeness (laughs) so much? I can relate. What is that? This is the main thing that I get every time. The main insult I get now is boomers discovering who I am, assuming that the content is made for them. Like a guy (laughs) fake vomiting in a clown wig is is supposed to be aimed at them like gardening Australia. (laughs) And, and, And sitting there saying to me, you... I, I, I agree with what you're saying. However, <laughs> I do not agree with style that is aimed at trying to keep the attention of teenagers that are clinically proven to have an eight-second attention span. <laughs> I don't understand it. What is there? Dude, it's, it's just, it's, this is my question every time to them. How did you find out who I am? Who's <laughs> <laughs> It's the it's the age old question of it really is the age old thing of like you can't satisfy everyone like you just can't there's always going to be people that are like I personally didn't like that it's like well you're one of twenty of the like cross section of human beings I'm really sorry I couldn't you know <laughs> couldn't like tickle your specific fancy I'll tailor it more to that and try to keep everyone else happy too you know. <coughs> yeah, look, I understand that. That's I, I've dealt with years and years of criticism. Um, it's just this new wave of boomers. I, I really don't understand how it happened or when. I guess it was just when I started getting written up in the Sydney Morning Herald. They thought, okay, I'll check this out. And uh, uh, there's so many edit cuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask, is uh is she is she in the motherland or you mean Gosford? Yes. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> well, isn't that where everyone's grandmother is? Gosford. Isn't <laughs> the places they could be, the Sunshine Coast, which is just Gosford in Queensland. And then Mine's... if you're in uh Victoria, I think you just die in the winter. <laughs> my, my... <laughs> I don't know what happens to you. Under well, Detainer Dan, you do. Mine's in Croatia. 
Yeah, well, yours would be in Croatia, surely, because your dad was the one that came here uh, with his little overall suspenders singing zippity doo dar in Croatian for cabbage. Hey, mine's in heaven. Beat that. R.I.P. Uh, yes, R.I.P. Damn, so Ali's grandma is everywhere. <laughs> Boys, we're running out of time. I think you're. I think Jordan, you should. Take All right, but just just advice. remember that uh, you know, dude. Why is that such a funny phrase? I am absolutely disgusted with your behaviour. So <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> no one speaks like that. It's a time capsule. <laughs> and also like, like there's like, no irony there or flavor that but it's also straight up here you go but it's also <laughs> but it's also like isn't that what you say to someone that's like brutally bashed someone <laughs> and i really love her uh, encouraging sentiment that uh, you will lose in the courts <laughs> <laughs> and, and her legal opinion is because you're rude. I mean, she's kind of got a point. I kind of get where she's coming from. But, uh, <laughs> like, you might lose in the courts because they're like, this guy's just smart ass. But, like, she knows you're fighting the good fight, right? You're on the right side of uh, history. No, I'm on the wrong side of history to her for sure. She, I know for a fact that she's probably drawn one of those pictures for Gladys Berejiklian's Instagram. And that's the only reason she went online and just went, I'll just say what my son is doing. And like the last one, I just pulled down my pants and I, oh my God. Wait, wait a sec, wait a sec. You said she was a Labour voter. Christ, no. No, 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 no. She's part of the Catholics that moved out of the Labour Party because it wasn't God-fearing enough. Oh, shit. That's, miss, if if you were there for that fight, your parents wouldn't have voted Liberal. They would have voted DLP if you immigrated in my family's generation. Right. uh, They would have been part of those mix. Right. They were kind of just pissed off that, I don't know, Gough Whitlam didn't take communion. (laughs) (laughs) As they should have been. Yeah, fair. I do. Look, half of that gene is flowing through me. So I do completely (laughs) empathise with their criticisms. (laughs) And I am shocked and disgusted by his (laughs) behaviour. Look, all I'm going to say is, you know, comedy runs through the family and you should take some notes, mate. Get your notepad out. Oh, man. Yeah, grandma, mum, any woman in my family (laughs) who isn't trying to be funny is the funniest person (laughs) on earth. Like, I swear (laughs) to God, me just answering the pressing, like, uh, speaker when my mum is pissed off and then just sitting there on a stage and being like, shut the fuck up. And then just sit there for an hour while she sits there going, you know, cool. Like that would be a bigger Netflix special than Dave Chappelle's show for sure. 
I'm telling you, it is my biggest regret in life. I used to sit there and try and convince my mum, mum, please start a podcast with me. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. Like our extremely uh, aggressive, combative uh, personality. Like it it would put Hannity and Combs to shame. It really. (laughs) I mean, my mom's pretty naturally funny too. Like she's opinionated and she'll just go for it. And I would say mom could support. My mom can open the show on speakers. My mom talking and then your mom can. She's the opening act. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. How come you haven't come and eat your blue swimmer crab? <laughs> there's there's people in the audience with a shirt that just says blue swimmer crab with a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's the line. They could they start a comedy group called Auntie Croatia? Yeah. Yes. I oh my god. And also they've never met. They don't really understand that they're a good comic duo. It's just like. Uh, you, you just you just go hang on hang on I've got someone else on the other line it goes back to you it's just like who are you talking to who is on the other line I want to know come back to me I am sick to death of being put on hold <laughs> you never respected me oh, God. <laughs> all right there's some up late material <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah we'll continue this, is- this conversation we'll just relay yeah, this that stand-up show would be, but I'm telling you, I am telling you unequivocally, just from that text, right? You know that if you had the on speakerphone, it'd be the best comedy show of all time. I, I just need to get that on record. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, thanks <laughs> hey, everyone. Tune into the. Uh, if you're not a Patreon, become a Patreon because uh, that's the, you know we, it, it's just more fun. It's just more of the fun. So uh, you, you know. Get involved. Unfiltered. Become Um, part of the family. Yay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, legends. Thanks, legends.